0: Hi and welcome to episode 140 of the Mighty Wights Podcast. We're in a great mood because even though it's been several days since the game, it hasn't worn off yet because that was fantastic. I'm Jack, as always, John by How are
1: you doing, mate?
0: I'm really good, mate. Yourself?
1: Yeah, very good, thanks.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how much it can make you weak, isn't it? A result like that.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, I'm just looking now and, you know, we're only 15 points behind West Ham now. It's on. We're basically pushing for Champions League here. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, I must admit, it's, like obviously being facetious there. But I do find it amazing that we're only like three points off 10th given everything.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I, it was the sort of the first time I realised when they mentioned it on commentary that they've that we've it's the first time we've won back to back this season in the league anyway. Yeah. Um does uh, the, the position we're in now? I'd like to say only been uh, three points off tenth. Does make you realise how bad the bottom three are? Yeah, obviously
0: it's a bit skew with at the minute because of all the games people have had and hadn't. Like tenth have got a game in hand, but it, Palace and all, Southampton we've got a game in hand,
1: and it it's all of its shop. In all fairness, though, I mean Burnley have got four games in hand on Norwich. And isn't their I, I, next game Arsenal? So that's just not... That's not happening. Honestly, I think after <laughs> those four games, I think Norwich might... Uh, Burnley might end up on 12 points is it, from 11. So, um, yeah, the... the I, don't, I don't know what to think now. We're, we're basically getting Europe conference football here.
0: Yeah, well, we're looking forward to our obvious European trip next year. But we have sealed. That's right, sealed. <laughs> Uh, in January, with a win at the London Stadium, West Ham 2, Leeds 3. Um, I didn't get the score right, but I did say on the podcast that I had that weird optimism that for some reason I just thought we were going to win. During the game, that completely went away and I had money on West Ham at half-time.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, twice. Yeah, both times when they scored, there the was the moment, here we go, all right. Here it Here comes. It Here comes the bitter disappointment.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, for it was weird to see because um you saw the lineup and most people and I did as well, although I did put the other one on Twitter as an option. Most people expected four-yard sure defensive mid ailing cock strout furpo. But instead it was Cocking defensive midfield and then Dallas ailing strout furpo, and it really worked. I mean for twenty minutes. Which included obviously the first Harrison goal. Is that twenty minutes basically the best we've
1: played all season? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I, th- I think we we were absolutely fantastic. Um, it it felt very much like th- the Leeds of old, were pressing very well. Um the, the, the we I th- it's the it's the least sloppy I've seen has been for a while playing out of defence, and even in kind of the improved performances in the you know, the last couple of games, I, I still think that, you know, that's the I think it's the fewest times I've really been concerned about passes out of defence. You know, there's still one or two moments where we've lost it in midfield, but nothing that was particularly scary at the yeah. end of it. Um
0: Although it he, he did a couple in the last ten like he did a couple as like the second half went on, but I think the main thing for that was ailing was much better in that regard. And he that's been one thing he's been really struggling with this season. He's played a lot of the uh, well hospital passes and stuff out from the back. And he did one to Lewis Bates just before he we went off, but the uh it was much, much better in that regard.
1: Yeah, and and i we talked about it last time as well. I thought it was fantastic having a strike back in the team. Yeah. Much needed. Excellent performance at the back. Dealt really well with um with Antonio. Um I, honestly, I think if he I think if he plays continuous football for another 18 months, I, I think he'll be an absolute world beater.
0: Yeah, it's it's for trajectory. It isn't just that he's this good. It's that it's like two years total from coming on and looking like an absolute bomb scare to this.
1: Yeah. And even, you know, the fact he was obviously parachuted in on the opening day last season of, of, oh God, we've got no one. So here's the new signing and you in defence go. Yeah. Um,
0: I think, I think the other thing that made a difference, and especially to, like you say, with the way we played out from the back, although it wasn't perfect, was much improved. I think that the other reason for that was I thought Robin Cock was outstanding in holding mid, but not just with the defensive stuff. That's the, I think the best I've ever seen him be on the ball.
1: Yeah, once once for me, I think once you get used to Calvin Phillips and and seeing what people attempting to replace him has looked like between mostly between Cock and Strike. I would take any of them playing a five or a six most games Dude. for how, you know, when you look back at how some of those performances have gone. Um, but no, I thought he was he was excellent in that role. I thought he did really well, like you say, did defensively, as is as sort of expected from him. But um, again, the ball retention was there. I know he obviously doesn't have the range of passing that Phillips does, but you know, he, he did absolutely everything he needed to. He, he, it's the first time he's really, I think it's the first time he's gone through a full 90 looking comfortable in that role. Yeah.
0: And it's a good, I mean, there's been a couple of stories um, saying that like the next full international break, because there's that weird international break coming up where there isn't one in Europe, but there is yeah. one in South America. Um, but apparently the, the Germany coach has already like, in touch with him, saying you're getting called up again, and he's expected to be as a DM,
1: which is, which is great for him as well because, bearing in mind, it's only three four weeks ago that he was playing because Jesus, there was absolutely no one else.
0: Yeah that that first game back where he wasn't fit enough, but we just did not have anyone else.
1: Yeah, so you know it's, it's great that he's you know he's played in central defence, he's played holding midfield, but he's 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 looked good since he came back.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that first 20 minutes obviously was outstanding, and we got the first goal. Uh good ball over the top for Lavinia. He pulls it back for click, decent strike saved. Forshaw, who because he isn't playing DM, is in the box getting forward. He's never going to score, but at least he was in the <laughs> he was in the right position. Uh knocks it back to Harrison and really good, confident finish. Little did we know just how good a day he was going to have. Uh, as always, Casey, you always back Jack Harrison first goal, so I'm assuming you didn't.
1: Nope. Cool. I didn't back him to score at any time.
0: <laughs> and you're not gonna back him this weekend either. Nope. I'm not allowed now.
1: No.
0: Um but no, that was a it was a really good goal and it was every bit of deserved for 20 minutes we were still on top. I've actually um you know that um attacking momentum graph that uh, Sofa score do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I I was gonna have a little look at that just to see how much it can ends up being the twenty minute mark. And it is it isn't quite the twenty minute mark. But it's about the twenty five minute mark where West Ham get on top. <laughs> uh yeah. there's for, for sure and Furpo both go off with hamstring injuries. Um they haven't said how long, but I'm assuming you know, they're not gonna play in this one. And then we've got, in theory, a week well, of that game.
1: for sure. Did, did say he was ready to go again, didn't he?
0: He put on Twitter that he was trying to be fit for it, but there's no way <laughs> they're going to risk that. D- don't risk that. That would be a silly risk to take. Uh, but yeah, they're both off. It's it. Fur- Furpo going off was a shame because once again, he starts playing a bit better, starting to get a bit of momentum and it goes away. But it was a real shame for Forshaw because I thought he was having like a 20 minutes where he was in, in a Midfield battle that included Declan Rice, and only when he looked like the best midfielder on the pitch.
1: Yeah, and and he's absolutely everywhere. I, you know, considering the length, the amount of time he has been out, and um, and the the type of injury it was, you, you could sort of understand if he if he was playing a more reserved style now. But there's absolutely none of that, and and you know, clearly look where it got him, but. Yeah, um, just what a way
0: to celebrate his new contract, I you, by finally getting <laughs> injured. Uh, but, once again, the good thing about the way that, even though he doesn't always trust him with as many minutes as we'd like when it's a calm situation, it does show that when it com- when push comes to shove, he'll trust them. Yelda on at left-back, Lewis Bate in middle of midfield. And I thought both of them did well, but I thought Yelda was really good.
1: Yeah, probably quite a helpful addition against a team like West Ham as well to to have a left back that's that has a bit more presence about them than Firpo. Um But yeah, I thought he coped really well with it. He, he's a he's a strong lad anyway, but I thought he just you you wouldn't have thought it was a Premier League debut.
0: No, definitely not. He he really did look comfortable. And the thing that I really like about him, and I would have to see a lot more to know whether this is just, you know, you know, it's the honeymoon and my eyes are seeing everything good and not seeing the bad things. But can you remember that the best thing about when Barry Douglas was playing was his passing from left back into midfield? Mm. Like going inside, he was... It was always something that he did better than all the others, and from what I've seen so far, Yelda seems really good at picking out that pass.
1: Yeah, um, he's, um, and it probably it's probably done him good as well to to spend time in the in the twenty three playing at left back for this, and it's not just a case of ah, uh, you're the you're the left footed defender we have. Get out there, um, which
0: is what happens at every level of football ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he's. Um, you know, to to look at, he you know, he looks every part of the central defender. He, you know, he's a big lad. He, he's well built, and obviously, he's Scandinavian, so he's fucking gorgeous. But yeah, um, yeah, to you know, good good actual footballer as well.
0: I was uh, I was really pleased with him, and he's he's done him no harm. Um, obviously, we did struggle a little bit directly after the subs, which is to be expected. Even though they weren't doing it, wrong, it just you take two senior bros out and put two kids in, it's going to take a little while. But it's not like, oh, we were struggling and then they the score forgot. I mean, the chances were corners. Craig Dawson missed an absolute sitter and then Bowen got away from Dallas and had a free header back eight yards out and scored.
1: Yeah, he did. As, as good as he was all game, Stuart Dallas, this, this was abysmal marking on his part. <laughs> Did did a terrible job job of tracking him, um, and you wouldn't mind like I wouldn't mind if half of West Ham's team had scored that header. It's it's sort of what they're built for. It sort of hurts that Jared Bowen's scoring a header from a corner in the middle of the penalty area. Yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not like he's a big ladder or anything. Like, look if you if you've knocked it past two of our defenders and done them for pace, fine. You know what? I'll give you that. But, come on. Like, can't, could, if that had been Antonio, I'd have been fine with it. Yeah, so what you're saying is you wish Bowen had missed and
0: Craig Dawson had taken his chance. Everything else stays the same. Yeah, it's fine the other way around. <laughs> but that was that was my first moment of, uh, oh shit, here we go again. You know, it's all going to fall apart. But they just seem to have that little bit of confidence back. They're not at the peak, but... That little bit of like sterner stuff that they seem to have when they're playing well, and the last thing I expected was us to score a corner. Yep, yeah. well, good ball in, it, good header from Earling. It's just going wide at far post. Harrison's in, and we thought our marking was bad. There's no one near him, and Harrison just uh, taps it in with little Jackie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, with with the groin, I think I think we can. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, we're going off the (laughs) groin. Ah, my (laughs) groin. But um yeah, it's it's amazing because he does he just sort of wanders behind everyone. I don't know if he's even lost his man. I don't know if he ever had a man to begin with. I think Glenn Glenn Johnson can't find a man like Jesus. He just wandered in at the back post and just knocked it in. I never actually checked who was marking him.
0: But I would bet it was a forward. Because as soon as... It's one of them. The first header happens. And they go, Wait, hey, my man didn't win the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and just stop. <laughs> There's no thought of a second ball. Uh, it's a, I, I don't know for certain, but I bet if we look back at it, I bet it's like Pablo Fornals.
1: Yeah.
0: Or something like that. But yeah, he, he turns it in. Uh, I accidentally wake up my daughter by celebrating quite loudly.
1: Dropped on the floor.
0: Yeah, threw her up in the air, broke a light bulb. No, um, but yeah, two one up at half time. As I say, that's when my pessimistic Leeds brain kicked in and said, You know what, you should do right now? That's have a tenner on West Ham to win. (laughs) So I did, (laughs) and I'm so glad to have lost the tenner. Uh, but I didn't think the pessimistic part of my brain was wrong when they scored after five minutes. And defensively, this was such a poor goal. Ball into Antonio, who does a weird. I still can't tell if he was trying to play a first time pass with it outside of his right foot or control it. Just uh... looped it up into the <laughs> air. Just go forward and we win it. And we don't. We just let him get there again. 4 nails comes inside. Not great defending. Decent finish. Sends Melia it wrong way.
1: Yeah. It gets it under Strike's leg, I think, doesn't he? As he slides in. The shot, but um, yeah, not the best bit of defending on our part. But I'd, I'd like to think it's the way Antonio dealt with the ball that threw them all off. Yeah, like if he'd have brought that down, I think we'd have been fine. It's the, 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 the utter confusion caused by him just hiking it back up over his head, and I assume hoping for the best after that.
0: Yeah. But the same thing happened as happened with the um, the first goal. They had a couple of minutes afterwards where they were still on top, and then we wrestled back control. And I'm just looking at that graph again, the same thing happens. They've got another five minutes where they're on top, and then it's 50-50 for five, and then it's us for like 10-15 minutes. And it isn't just like when we score the goal. It carries on for 10 minutes afterwards. Mm. As soon as they got level, we just went, all right, well, we have to do it again, and we did it again. It's not like it wasn't. It wasn't as if we were creating shitloads of chances. Like I've just realised in these couple these quick notes I've written to the side, that I haven't even mentioned that Rafinha free kick.
1: That we had Dan James's chance as well.
0: No, that was that was right at the end of the first half. That you know when good. he's put that was that,
1: that was dreadful.
0: <laughs> anyone out there who plays football manager, I think Dan Ch- James maybe should have composure one. Uh, oh,
1: bless him, he just doesn't get it out of his feet, does he?
0: No, it was. I mean, look, I I genuinely Dan James has done enough in the last few games to earn a lot of credit, I think, and deserves everything. But doesn't take away from the fact that was a fucking awful finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, clean
0: foot, but that was another one winning the ball high, good pressure. Um, obviously, Rafinha hits the post for free kick, but the the goal itself again, they play a ball into front line. Dallas steps in, wins it high up the pitch, and then Rathenia... high up the pitch
1: he was beyond the midfielders. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's the right back. <laughs> it was a brilliant challenge, but he's like, isn't that, isn't that where the click should be? Ah, oh, don't worry about it; it's fine. No,
0: I've got it. But as I say, it goes to Rafinha. Rathenia. Rafinha's through ball for Harrison is absolutely perfect. It isn't as good as what I'm going to compare it to but it did remind me of uh, Pablo Hernandez one away at Stoke when he played in Dallas.
1: Mm.
0: It wasn't as good a ball as that because almost nothing is. But it was a great ball. And then Harrison, who, you know, we've seen him struggle to make the right decision in the penalty area sometimes. You won't, I wouldn't say that he's a natural finisher from what we've seen. He scores a few, but I wouldn't say a natural finisher. Just delays his run, lets keeper come out, clips it over and chips. It was a brilliant finish, like as confident he, he must have just been as confident as you could be. I was gonna do a reference there that only you'd have got because I was gonna say he must have been dancing on the wind, but <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, that w- it probably wouldn't work for uh, admittedly not very wide but wider audience. If you're a Scrubs
1: um, fan, get in touch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that was like a seriously great finish and. I'm so pleased for Jack Harrison. I do want to mention just before I forget and then I'll let you jump in. If you haven't seen Jack Harrison, he's is raffling off the shirt from that game. Uh for the Yorkshire Cancer Trust. Um so you go on his Twitter, you'll see it. It's a ten of a ticket. Great thing to do. And I did say on Twitter, that really shows like taking the nice guy to an extra ticket because he must really not want to give away that shirt.
1: It's it's as best I can tell, it's his first professional hat trick. Yeah, like I, I don't think there's any from New York FC. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, so. Um,
0: so yeah, well, well done, Jack Harrison. Showing once again that the other underappreciated thing about this team is that they all seem to be really great, really great guys.
1: To be honest, I, I'm gutted he did it now because I, I think he could have picked the uh, the Danish uh, physio and doctor team. Looked after Christian Eriksen to the FIFA Fair Play Award. If you'd if just done this a couple of days earlier, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's close.
0: I reckon they might just make it. <laughs>
1: um, no, absolutely fantastic. I don't like to say it was a lovely finish, and considering his, I know he's played better the last couple of games. but Considering his form this season, it showed a lot of confidence to take take on that finish. Um, if I was been Overly critical, I think Fabianski probably should have got there, and I think he changed it and changed his mind. Mm. Um, but all credit to Harrison for for having that in his locker to pull it off. Um, I don't know if you saw F Odd match of the day two as well, Mike Dean with his classic. Oh, okay. oh, here's the ball. Bo- oh, no, I didn't watch
0: match of the day two, but I would have assumed he does that because he always does that.
1: He does always do that. Um, but, no, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, do, do, do we bother him with the Rafinha free kick now? And or are we just well, basking in it, the glory of...
0: Yeah, it hit the post with a really good free kick that deserved to go in. The other thing that deserved to go in was our fourth goal, uh, which obviously did not count. And, by the way, I don't get our fan base on this the, it's, the, the, it's
1: offside. It just is. Right. Can, I, can, I, can I the, the, the one caveat I'll make to, to defending that should have stood. That should have stood. I, as well as everyone else, looked at where the last defender was and went. I think he could be in line there because, because I just assume there's a goalkeeper between them. Yeah. It's it's that moment you go. Oh god, like Fabianski's ahead of all of their defenders. <laughs> right, yeah, fair enough. That's offside. Now, I, I understand you'd have a bit of you know, you'd be more sympathetic to, to Rodrigo. Okay,
0: oh, see, you no, you you were gonna step on my bit. I was I was literally gonna go, <laughs> now, Rodrigo, right? You don't stop and hunch up. You run into the back of the goal. That way, you can't (laughs) be in the way. Everyone knows this. I would never get in the way of a teammate's shot on the goal line.
1: Yeah. But you you did, though, didn't you? You did, didn't you? (laughs) In a friendly, in Bridlington, that I still haven't forgiven him for when we were 14. Yeah, something
0: like that. (laughs) But now the... um... As I say, the, the actual I would say that Rodrigo should continue his run into the goal. But your natural instinct is not to do that. Yeah. Your natural instinct is to stop. And it's just unfortunate because he isn't actually affecting the outcome in any way. It would have gone in anyway. But the second it touches him.
1: Bless him as well. Cause the first thing it reminded me of was um I think it's, the, it's in the lead, Chef Wednesday six one, when like Gary Speed's header comes off the bar and he's not paying attention; he's got his head in his hands, and then he hears the cheer from from the goal, and he's like, "Yeah, get in!" Because like <laughs> as soon as that ball goes back, Rodrigo is just looking for go here, put it in front of me, yeah. <laughs> I think he has that moment of oh god, it's coming towards me.
0: Yeah, um, that was another one where Rafinha gets in behind with a good bit of play. In this game, he was so much more of a threat, and you know, we're far from the first people to say this. Everyone said it. It's because for the first time in ages, he's been able to get in behind and get to the byline.
1: Yeah, I I thought first half he was he was a little bit quieter with Rafinha, but I thought second half, whenever he was in possession, I thought he looked I thought he looked lethal. Mm. Love getting at them. Um he's so good when he's like that, isn't he?
0: I mean he's pretty good when he's off it. Yeah. <laughs> like we've had several games this the season where he hasn't been at his best and he's been his best player.
1: Yeah. Um <sighs> it's so nice to watch him just 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 looking at a defender and you're just thinking, he's going past you. I don't care what you're thinking, he is going past you.
0: Yeah, like he um obviously Aaron Cresswell is a good player, but he's not particularly quick. Especially now, because he's getting... I, I was going to say getting on a bit. I have a feeling... I'm just going to look at something, because I have a feeling he might not be much of a different age from me. I, I, I'm i going to
1: say he's the same age as you.
0: Ah, fuck you, Alan. I'm five days younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> and we've achieved similar things. <laughs> yeah, literally, just... I was going to say, he's getting on a bit now, but thought, don't say that, Jack. It's probably your age. Um oh he's another one. I remember him being young was it when he was at Ipswich and he looked really good. You're like, oh we should sign him, good young left back. And now he's now he's lost his pace and getting skinned by tricky Brazilian wingers. Um The good thing was after the third goal, and obviously we had it with the fourth one as well, we really did look the more likely to score. They had one disallowed as well, uh, after Melier made a couple of really good saves. But That one didn't stick in my head the same way because he was visibly like three yards offside. Mm. And it got given on the pitch as well. He was miles off. And I really, I just got to the stage where I was finally, God, God, we're going to win. We're going to win against a team that are challenging for top four. This is a massive win. God, and it's in London. We never win in London. This is unbelievable. Deflected cross, Bowen.
1: I'm, before I'm, before I'm, even that, though, <laughs> because it's we give away a free kick and I, th- I think it's click gives away a free kick in, in a fairly innocuous area of the field. Oh, God, the pass to Antonio. And Antonio has this moment of he's just gone wide, looks inside, and there is no one within about 10 yards of him. <laughs> and the first thing I think they're they're trying to do is to play the free kick off, I assume it was Dan James. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. To 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 get him booked or something. But no, it's just it is just a straight pass down the line to Antonio, who's probably about level with the edge of the area. And he's got all the time in the world. Are you just saying, no, no, come on, not after this leads. Like don't don't ruin it now. And the ball loops in, deflect is it deflect off Dallas, I think.
0: I'm not actually sure who got the deflection. At that point, my brain was just... as it, it, I'd just become confident. And when that cross went into Bowen, I, when he did it, I saw that ball go in. It went in.
1: Just assumed it went in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know why he didn't head it. I... Uh, do
0: you know who else would love to know why he didn't head it? David Moyes. <laughs> did you hear him after a game? It was just like well, why didn't he edit? Like, why didn't he edit? I've no idea. And then I had to catch himself and go, but, you know, he's been his best player for, like, the last eight weeks. Yeah. And he should get picked for England and all of that. But in that moment, it was once... Was it Harry Redknapp that said it about uh, when Darren Bent makes that chance? And he just went, well, my grandmother scored that. Yeah. And David Moyes had that moment, but for, well, why didn't he just head it? And the reason he didn't head it is because he's a shithole bastard. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah send him back now <laughs> Now nah, send a... him
0: back even further send him back to Hereford where he started <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I I think I might have celebrated that nearly as much as a goal when I realised that gone over it's, like you say because I think as soon as you see him making it because he, he he's got at least a yard on anyone
0: oh, I think that's generous to our defending.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's, he, he seems to have a lot of free, free space in the area, in the six-yard box for the last 20 seconds of a football game that's, you know, separated by a single goal. But yeah. maybe we gave him too much time.
0: Yeah. Maybe, it was it like Dan James in the first half? <laughs> gave him long the, because the cross deflected and was looping he had time to think what he was going to do if it had just been fizzed across it had just stuck a body part in the way and it would have gone in yeah but
1: yeah.
0: over the, over it went and that was like genuine like how big is that three points
1: it's it's absolutely massive it takes it takes pressure off the Newcastle game because i know if they win, it does pull them closer to us. But ultimately, now you know we wanted to come out of this run of three games with with Burnley, West Ham, and, and Newcastle. If you get the if you get the six points from the two winnable games, th- that would have been enough for us. Mm. So now, if you know if we come away with a point from the Newcastle game, and, and to be, which I would be a bit disappointed by, they're still terrible. Yeah, you know it's at home, but. It does mean now if you come if you come out of if you come out of any three games with seven points, it's it's a good run.
0: Yeah, unless you're Man City playing against the bottom three. Yeah, like anyone in the bottom half, if you get seven points from three, it's a decent run.
1: Yeah, um, geez, I honestly, man, so I much s- easier.
0: I said this to you. I think relatively soon after the game, that I think that might be the game we look back at at the end of the season. As the, the key
1: one. I, I um, hope if nothing else, it's it's the game that sort of restores the confidence now that they, they can go out and play like that. And even with the changes that went on, you know, outside of the, the dips, you know, bait fitting fine. And I think was subbed for purely tactical reasons to you know to to get another experienced player on. Yeah. Pielder was was absolutely fine. The, you know, there was no change. I, I don't think. I don't think we. There was no let off for West Ham because they came on. Like once they settled into the game, we went back to playing how we play. Yeah, uh, I
0: think it's it says a lot about whether how the fan base has got used to be also now. No one really was bothered about the bait thing. There was now, a few people thought it was the wrong sub. Like because I genuinely think that Bate is fit enough to play that extra twenty minutes, and I genuinely would start baiting in central midfield over Rodrigo.
1: I also think Bate is probably, and I'm not saying he was playing a defensive role, but defensively is the better option to Rodrigo.
0: Well, I thought that in the twenty odd min- in the twenty minutes he was on, I thought Rodrigo looked a bit lost defensively as he always does, yeah. because that's not that's not what he's good at. It's fine; it he, he comes with the territory. But, like, the fact that no one freaked out when he subbed a sub because, like, oh, he's done this loads of times. Don't worry about it.
1: I went, I went through the list when he was coming – in my head when he was coming on and I went, I can't see him bringing Dan James on. he He's the outball in this. Yeah. And, and I don't think Rodrigo's going to show for those uh, – make the moves for those passes. I, I couldn't see uh, – Click, Click was playing well enough. Mm. Cock was playing well enough. Dallas – you know, like, wherever you looked – and any reshuffle, I didn't. I couldn't see him taking a, another senior player off.
0: Like yeah. it,
1: it was just, it was the sub that made sense for, for Rodrigo coming on at least. Whether you, whether you thought that was the shu- the sub that should have been made or not, is a, You know, it's a different discussion. But as soon as I saw him coming on, I, I didn't see anyone else coming off.
0: Yeah. So it sounds we've pretty much answered it, but it's become a tradition to ask a variation on the question. Uh, this, this week's variation is, are we no longer fucked?
1: Um, I mean, obviously for me, I never thought we were fucked anyway, but um, <laughs> if, if if I were to think we were fucked, we are now unfucked. Yeah. We've unfucked ourselves. Well, we've, uh, we're talking about,
0: you know, Louis Bay in midfield. Looks good. An option. Rodrigo in there. There's good things about it. There's bad things about it. Wouldn't it be nice if we signed a new midfielder? and we have his first actual proper concrete link. And I think it's a good sign that it's one of the ones that all of the data people, not just like the All-Stats we guys, but anyone who writes about it, the scouted football guys, all of them have all talked about this guy with leads, and that's Brendan Aronson at Salzburg, also makes sense because we're nearly American at this point, and he's Murican.
1: Yeah, he's part of the... Uh... Usmund, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the
0: Usmund. Uh, great, great nation than, to be, play for. Better than the, um, mm. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the uh Yeah, from Red Bull Salzburg, Um, apparently we've had a bid rejected that was about 15 million quid. They do not want to sell him because they, they're going to win the league. Either way, that doesn't really come into their thinking. But they're still in the Champions League and they've got Bayern in the next round. So they're going out in the next round. Um, But they don't want to just give it up. They want to have a go. However, even the journalists that got a line from their side saying we're not selling him because a season's still live. All of them had the impression that that is just we're not selling him at that price. Yeah, Uh,
1: which I think is reasonable. He is a... You know, I know it's Austrian football and the Champions, and, and it's maybe making the first knockout round of the Champions League, but he's still a good player. And and it's a decent play, level.
0: I don't think, don't get me wrong, he hasn't stood out to this extent, but players that have recently stood out in the Salzburg team, and I haven't taken notes on this, but literally, it's on my head. Obviously, there's Harland, which is the main one. But like going back a few years, once Sadio Mane at Salzburg before he we went to Southampton hmm. uh, Nabby Cater was I think there I think he went Salzburg-Leipzig which a few of them do
1: I mean I, I'm I'm going the other direction with this it, he, his, his brother Paxton Aronson is playing for Philadelphia and his only oh 18.
0: god how American is that name Paxton
1: Paxton Aronson
0: <laughs> yeah um, is he at Philadelphia because that's where Brendan Aronson was wasn't he
1: yeah, that, that's where he is. Uh, Philadelphia Union. 16 goals, three, uh, 16 games, three goals, sorry. Um, before I got that the wrong way around. <laughs> um, and he's made a CONCACAF Champions League appearance as well. So, mm. it's, it's well, we, clearly... might
0: have, we might have both of them. But um, yeah. there's been a few numbers floating around after the 15 got rejected. Like 20 to 25 seems to be about the number. Obviously, I don't watch loads of Austrian football. It's mainly been stuff that I've read and stuff that I have looked up since. From the bits I've seen, he seems clicky. Like, but obviously younger, quicker. Uh, You know the way that nearly all of clicks runs into the box, uh, to the side of the box. Hmm. He seems to have a better distribution of some of them being there and some of them being into the middle. He seems to get into slightly better shooting positions from what I've seen. Uh, but loves a long shot in the same way that Click does. Uh, The other thing that really makes it... And this is more from I've read the numbers rather than being out see it myself, but by the looks of it, he chases everything and presses like mad, which, you know, suits us.
1: Yeah. I I mean, that was the other thing I think we should probably say as well before talking about this. I was absolutely gutted for Click that that goal got ruled out because I thought for him it would have been massive. Yeah, he
0: deserved after, it. He
1: played well. Yeah, it, 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 he's played. He's played a lot better the last couple of games as well. Ever since the, the you know, the abuse he got after the Chelsea game. Um, yeah, I think I think he has upped his game probably since since the Arsenal game anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I suppose we are at the stage now where we do have to start looking at younger models for for our squad. Um. You know, as much as I love Click and Dallas and Ailing, they're all thirty plus now. But it's sad. I don't want them yeah. to ever grow. I look, I don't want to make this sound like, you know, at the end of World War One, but they will never grow old to me. They'll just they'll <laughs> always be the promotion winning lads. Yeah, you mean it more
0: in the sense that Joe Cole was a promising young player at thirty three.
1: Yeah. Um but Brendan Anson
0: is twenty one, so
1: it, it really is a shame. Ultimately, that we signed Stuart Dallas at 25, I think. Mm. And he had to wait for years for a decent manager to come along. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Although, let's be like, I, th- just, I think just, there's a lot of decent managers in the world that wouldn't have gone. Yeah, centre mid slash
1: full like I think they've helped to improve as a winger. Because I always liked him <laughs> as a winger. Like, he, he was Snodgrass 2.0, essentially. You know, he wasn't... Well, he was quicker than Snodgrass, but, you know, could cut inside, could hit, could hit a shot, could cross. I was, was going to say, it, could, is, could hit a shot.
0: He didn't, didn't he win goal at season once? Oh, well, he definitely won it once for that volley at Birmingham, but he might have had it twice. Yeah, it, it's just a shame that,
1: you know, he had to go through Christiansen and Hecky and... Evans and yeah, (laughs) but now the um, it's as
0: it from it's limited stuff from reading around and watching bits, seeking it out. From what I've seen, I would really like us to sign this
1: Aronson kid. My my only concern and this and that, and you know, I I'm I'm not a statistician, I'm not a numbers guy, but as I extract the data. He's got one goal in 16 Austrian Bundesliga appearances, but he's got two goals in eight Champions League games, which to me says he is twice as good playing in cup competitions as he is in the league, which I don't know if that would suit our strategy. Given we're getting knocked even, out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think we're getting the best out of him. That's yeah, that's no. one for the All Stats Aren't We podcast to look into, delve into well, those numbers.
0: Um, for, well, it's with, uh, they've got a couple of good things on their Patreon about Arrington. That is from before all of this, because he was on their list of people.
1: I ah, see. I want. I want to ask them specifically about those goal-scoring figures. Yeah. It don't, doesn't look good to me, but.
0: Yeah. Why do you not score in the league? And is it just because? <laughs> and is it just because they're busy like, having Callum Adeyemi score all their goals? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another one on the list. Although against strikers, Adeyemi looks ridiculous, and before that, Patson Daka. We've had I some don't... players over the last few years of Spreadful
1: Salzburg. work. <laughs> Could we really tarnish the name of Amy? Yeah.
0: God, <laughs> i would th- literally forgot. that. There's only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, right. Massive game Saturday, Newcastle. Luckily, we've, with our tiny shadow squad that's all broken, you can add Four Shores out. Alec, almost certainly, Firpo's out. Bamford has recovered from his injury and he's now out with a different injury because he's injured his foot. So he's out.
1: Um, Was there a press conference today?
0: Yes, that's how I know that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, But G- Gellhart and Roberts were maybe back, which means if they are back, they're on the bench. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, as usual, nothing of a squad. But there is one important thing, and that's that Newcastle are shit and have only added a right-back and a decent Premier League striker in Chris Wood. Trippy is a good player, but they need more than a right-back and a striker, so they're still shit at this point.
1: That's why they're Uh, now going after Tarkovsky.
0: Yep, who was horrendous against us last time out, but is a better player than that. Uh, they also try to sign Diego Carlos from Sevilla, who apparently wants to go because he just obviously loves money.
1: If yes, there, I, if... I, did, I did see that. <laughs> and all I could think was, that man wants to get rich quickly.
0: Yeah, well, I can only issue... Uh, there was actually a thing um, that David Ornstein was talking about, that apparently there's another Premier League team that are willing to just... If Newcastle get a bid accepted, they're just going to match it.
1: Hmm
0: and it will be a better option than Newcastle, everything except financially. Uh, Is it Everton? Uh, no, I think it said it was one of the teams in London, and I'm guessing not Brentford.
1: <laughs> or Millwall. Uh, can, can I just say, for, and I don't know if these are the people that listen to us, and again, I know that the things come up when Jermaine Defoe was released, people are like, oh, oh, might be worth a pun. Given our style of play, I don't want to risk Christian Eriksen's health playing for no. Leeds.
0: No, he's he's not. Even before all that, he wasn't he... really the style of midfielder Bielsa likes.
1: Yeah, he was. He was
0: capable. I don't get me wrong He was quick enough, and he, he he was capable of pressing off the ball and stuff. But he's a he's a bit. T- he's not like Raquel May, but he's a midpoint between a Raquel May and a Bielsa midfielder. Yeah. And that is still too far away from a Bielsa midfielder.
1: Yeah. Um... All right. Just uh, just looking at Newcastle's recent form, and their only win recently is against Burnley at the start of December. Yeah. Before that, you've got to go back.
0: That's their... Isn't that their only league win of the season? Oh, and, God, and yeah, it, will... it is,
1: isn't it? Sorry, yeah. I'll just, as I'm <laughs> scrolling back through, they've drawn a lot of games. They're, they're yeah, not, drawn it's nine. Um, drew with Brighton, drew 3-0 with Brentford, Drew with Norwich, hammered by... I say hammered, they actually played all right against Liverpool, I thought. Uh, hammered by Leicester, hammered by Man City, one-all draw with Man United. And then, they should have won, to be yeah, fair. Lost to well, Cambridge.
0: I mean, mind you, well, they're doing that a lot. I mean, Man United won at Brentford didn't the last night, and at half-time, it, it sounded like Brentford could have been two or three up.
1: Yeah. And then one-all draw with Norwich at the weekend after an 89th-minute equaliser.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, i as say they're um, a bit all of a shop. i say they their one-all draw with Watford last time out was a shit result. And although I don't really count their FA Cup games, they did also get beat 1-0 at home by Cambridge. With, like, a relatively full side out.
1: Sorry, I've just gone on to Newcastle's squad and John Jo Shelby's wearing an England shirt.
0: Yeah. Um, well, one of the questions that I had here uh, is that the results have been shit either way. Has Eddie Howe improved them at all?
1: No. Like, I, I don't see how.
0: I, I, I think. I, I, I think, like, marginally... But they need to improve by a lot.
1: <laughs> I think they are more entertaining to watch in defeat than they were entertaining to watch in defeat last season <laughs> but I that that is in no way helpful to to their situation mm. um like ultimately you, you kind of look at their you know their record recently and I, I'll take away the, the the results against you know the top four top five sides. You, you know, the drop points to Brighton who play with 10 men that they've, they've drawn both their games with Watford. Um, you know, they've, the, the, the fact the fact they have one win is awful. Like, mm. you can, it's the same reason I'm not concerned about Burnley. You can have as many games in hand as you want. If you get past the halfway stage of the season and you've won one game, you've been awful. Yeah. Like, between the three of them, the, you know, it's not going to be Derby, well, unless Burnley lose all their games for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: because that isn't the record. Is the, it 11 the, or 12?
1: Yeah. But they're not even going to be close. You know, the, 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 you kind of look to 35, 40 points, and they're not going to get anywhere near that. Like, mm. any of them. Like, Norwich should have pulled away. They've got three wins. They've actually won one recently. I, I As much as I don't think Burnley... I,
0: think, I don't think you can say pull away when... Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't think, mean that. I as much meant... as I don't think they're going to win the games in hand. I mean, the two points ahead of Burnley and Burnley have got four games in
1: hand. <laughs> pull away is a stretch. Yeah, I, I might have got excited there. <laughs> I think what I meant was they've got themselves off the bottom at a... The worst start to the season of the yeah. three of them. Which you want the scene coming. No. And um, Burnley at Burnley, I know we're I know we're talking about Newcastle, but I just have to say this. Burnley are looking to counteract this dreadful form and loss of their main striker with Andy Carroll. It is like
0: it is like when they signed Peter Crouch. But when they signed Peter Crouch, it was specifically for the job of be on the bench and come on with 10 minutes left if we need to just launch it. This sounds like it might be to play him.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I it's, it's what, Jay Rodriguez? like.
0: Yeah, Jay Rodriguez and Ashley Barnes being the big Ooh. man to Mateo Vidra slash Maxwell Corney.
1: Well, I assume Ashley Barnes was the biggest man. Mm. I've seen the way he goes into tackles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the main that. difference for Newcastle, now that they've got Eddie Howe, is that it's a back four instead of a back five. So we won't be 4 4 2 anymore, we'll be back in his normal formation. Um, it looked like to be honest, the, the team that he picked against um Watford, in theory, was a pretty attacking team because it was a straight 4 3 3. Joe Linton's like a central, like center mid, and then it's Sam Maximan and Fraser either side of Chris Wood with Shelby and Longstaff as the other midfielders,
1: mm. uh,
0: you know, like. Trippier will get forward a bit from left, from right wing back. I'm not sure Dummett will do the same from left back. That's where he played, which Dumit versus Rafinha, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, and they had Sharon Lascelles and De in goal. Uh, that will probably be what's... That probably won't change. So they've gone to a slightly more attacking formation that I think that they'll probably stick with because they stuck with that against everyone so far. So, other than leads being leads and doing something,
1: doing leads things,
0: is there anything to fear about this, really?
1: No, like you know, when we played Burnley the other week, Chris Chris Wood is as much as I like him, he's only as good as the service he gets. If if you cut that out, he's not doing a whole lot outside of set pieces, perhaps. Um. You know, when you when you look through that list of players,
0: there's
1: there's some maximum, isn't there? That's it. Like, yeah,
0: if he has a, if he has a really good game, that can get something off anyone that isn't Man City or Liverpool, because he can just score two goals out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I. I, I I'm obviously. I am going to be nervous before this game, but I do have to. Yeah, but I do also (laughs) have to keep telling myself it is Newcastle. They are crap. Yeah, like they are a bad. They're a bad team. So it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't really argue
0: against that. And we've got the. By the way, sorry, I, I only just noticed this earlier. Evening, Ali, I only just saw the comment. sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just what configuration it will be. Obviously, we've lost Furpo and Falshaw and Bamford's not back. But Llorente is back from suspension. So, I suppose the questions are, does Rodrigo get a start? Which I think probably not. I sort of hope not. Uh, I also don't think Bate will get a start in midfield either. The question for me really is well, one of Rodrigo or Bate will start, or Yelda will start, you would think. Because you would it, so think it's going to be Melly Engel, Ailing, Yurente, Strauch, and then either Dallas or Yelda at left back. Then hmm. Coch, um, Rafinha, Click. And then Dallas or Bates or Rodrigo, and Harrison on the left. And I think it'll be Yelda left back, Dallas in midfield with Click. And yeah. I think it'll be James. I think it'll be James up front because I don't think Gellar or Roberts will be fit enough yet.
1: Is is Callum Wilson injured again?
0: I mean, he hasn't played the last couple. I don't know if he's actually available.
1: I was just like, I saw Joe Willock was on the bench for them in the last game as well, which. I- Thought was an interesting one, but no, he wasn't on the bench. So, because because I would have thought if if you could with that team that you'd try and get Wood and Wilson playing together, yeah, just as a I think Callum Wilson would probably be a very good play, be a very good striker to have alongside Wood for the for the knockdowns.
0: Yeah, you would think that, but um, there doesn't like he's not in anyone's predicted lineups or anything like that. So I can only assume that he's not fit.
1: Yeah, that's handy. Um. Yeah, I I honestly don't. I'd, I'd to be honest, I'd quite like just to stick to the team that played the majority of the game against West Ham, with, you know, with Bate and Yelder, and you know, as, as much as I, you could.
0: As well, and you'd could leave be, you'd leave Uente on the bench. T- yeah, to be honest. Yeah, like I mean, it's not unreasonable to still have it. I just, I just don't particularly like Ailing at centre back.
1: It's, it's not preferable, but I, I, like having Dallas's energy at, at full-back. Um, I, I, I don't know if it take. I don't know if it gets the best out of his his fitness and his energy. Whereas in centre mid, I don't know if he gets to to press like he does. Mm. As much whether I don't know whether I don't know if I'm just getting that in my head because of the way you pressed for third, for the third goal when, like I said, he's I do... raced out of full back to to be almost at ten to win the ball. But
0: now I do like him as I do like him as a right back, but I prefer. I think Haaland's going to play either way, so if he's going to play, I'd rather he was right back. Mm. Um, it's it's interesting because like up until the last game, I would have just said yeah, Dallas will play left back, and then. It's a matter of who's in with Forshaw being out. Cock DM, and because Dallas would be left back, I'd be probably saying I'd expect it to be Click and Rodrigo, which is the thing that I really don't want because I've, I've, I've we've said for a year and a half now that doesn't work as a midfielder, no. never has done. Um, so then you'd say Click and Bait, which I would be absolutely fine with. I, no, no issues whatsoever. But I think it basically comes down to one of Beitar Yelder's going to start, and I think based on the two games we've seen him, yelda has been better, so I think he'll get the nod.
1: Yeah, which is which, which I'm, I'm fine with. I'm not mad keen on Rodrigo in the middle still, but yeah, he, d- he does have the quality, and I suppose against a team like Newcastle, well, I feel more confident playing against in playing in that position against Newcastle than I would against. Yeah. West Ham.
0: Well, what was ju- I've literally got here, their midfield is expected to be Sean Longstaff, Joe Linton, and Shelby. So mm-hmm. Shelby you'd be the, would be the one that you'd expect to sit and spray passes about. Because although he isn't what he was, he is still quite good at that. But he's not exactly an athlete, is he, for a footballer? No. Yeah. So you'd think even though his pressing isn't great, in theory, if Rodrigo does play, Rodrigo versus Shelby should be fine. Again, it wouldn't be my pick still, but I could, uh, I could get away with it. I do. That was good timing, Ali. Uh, He's just said he's just saying this, saying maybe they'll play two up top and we'll go to a back three. Um, Play Dallas and Yelder as wing backs. It's very possible. Uh, I mean, we were just saying if Wilson was fit, I would expect him to go to two up top.
1: But, if they if they did, could you see Cock being pushed as far forward as a as a centre mid?
0: Um, well, what we'd probably do in that or situation, is, or is that
1: Ailing stays as the as the right wing back? Cock yeah, Ail, Ail, back Ail, I think
0: and... I think in that situation, Ailing to stay right wing back and Dallas would be in midfield. But I, I when I say I don't like Ailing as a centre back, I do like him as a right centre back in a three. I just don't like him mm. as a centre back in a two. So I would actually be absolutely fine if it was wing-backs and Cock just playing in midfield.
1: See, I'd, 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 per, I'd be perfectly fine if it was Cock and Click in midfield. I'm less yeah, confident it, about Cock and Rodrigo. Yeah. yeah There's a lot the, uh, going on there. But.
0: Yeah, it, it's a lot of difference between whether they play one or two up front, but they've been one up front through pretty much every Eddie Howe game, so I don't think it's looking likely. Mm. Um like Long Longstaff, Shelby, Joe Linton versus if it was Rodrigo, like Rodrigo and Click against Shelby and Longstaff, and then Joe Linton against Cock. But it's a bit weird because their 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 midfield three seems to have been a fairly flat three. Yeah. So you might kind of end up with like it end up with sort of Rodrigo way way ahead of Click and Cock and us sort of ending up 4 one
1: Which would suit Rodrigo more.
0: Yeah, it probably would, actually.
1: Yeah. The, the possibilities are limitless.
0: Yeah, but the, the main possibility is that I just think this is one of the few times that this season, when even with our injuries and stuff, where I look at the two teams on paper and I just think ours is better,
1: Sorry, I thought it was an alarm going off then for a second. No, uh, well,
0: there was in in a way,
1: <laughs> it's the sound I wake up to quite often. There's, so. there's a warning uh, siren going off. <laughs> um, yeah i i feel I feel about as confident going into a game as I as I think I'm going to this season with this Newcastle game. I feel i you know, again, and to be honest, the first the first half we played at St James's Park was good. It was just the second half was dreadful. But in the
0: second half, it's not that they outplayed us. It was just both teams were dreadful.
1: Yes, it was a terrible game of football.
0: It was. Whereas in the first half, we should have been two or three up. by yeah. half-time. Um, uh. Against West Ham, I said, oh, there's no logical reason we win this, but I just think we're going to 1-0. Well, there's no logical reason we don't win this, so I'm just going to say 1-0 again. Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna restore my places as, as the confident one and go two nil.
0: Cool. Well, oh God, we're almost dead on the hour mark, which is a uh, one of our longer ones lately. It's almost as if a three-two entertaining win away at West Ham is a bit more. There's a bit more meat on the bones than we have had in previous games.
1: Yes, we're, we're more willing to discuss that. Yeah. Than the Man City game or the Arsenal game or the Chelsea game. Uh, Ali going games. in with
0: my special one of 3 1 that I love to bet on. Uh, well, I hope you're right because that's probably what I'll have a bet on. But yeah, that will do us for episode 140 at Mike White's podcast. Hopefully, we're still in this good a mood come like sort of five o'clock on Saturday. Uh, but that should do us unless we got to add.
1: No, yeah, I think we've got it.
0: Right, cool. Well, I've been Jack, here.
1: I've been Casey, have a good one.